Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. The first time I went to a bathhouse in Korea was with my mother and grandmother. And that's really where my beauty ritual started because it was a weekend ritual. We would go just as a matter of fact every Saturday And my grandmother would insist on bringing an entire basket of like milks and juices and teas. And I was always like, why are you keeping the milk when it's spoiled in the fridge? It's because she wanted to splash it on her body in the bathhouse. Hey guys, welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the best-selling beauty products and the damn good stories behind them. We're your hosts, Carlene Higgins and Jill Dunn. Hey everyone, welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast. Hi guys. Oh, Carlene, it's showtime. Put away oh. your phone. <laughs> I'm just turning off the volume. <laughs> yeah, we don't want any little beeps and buzzes happening no. in this very, Heck no. very special episode. Were you just on Instagram? No, I wasn't. <laughs> oh, but did we announce our pop socket winners yet? Yes, five lucky listeners are right now. They have their very own Breaking Beauty pop socket en route to them. Amazing. Yeah. I have a special request. Whoever you are, the winners, please yes. take a selfie yeah. in the mirror and show us your pop sockets. Yeah. I want to see who you are in your environment. I love the. I love our little merch and hopefully we'll get more swag and we can do a little swag shop on our website, breakingbeautypodcast.com. Yes, swag. But speaking of Instagram, are you guys following us on there? Because we are so close. And I realize this is a thirsty comment, but I'm doing it anyway. Do it. We are so close to 10,000 followers. And normally we wouldn't get hung up on a number, but that number happens to be very important to us because it allows us to have that swipe up feature in Instagram stories so yeah. we can more easily share our episodes. Mm-hmm. It remains challenging to like click through the link in bio and all of that. And you have to go to a whole mm-hmm. other app to listen. So yes. that would be amazing. Help us out, share with your friends, tag people, whatever you need to do. And I know Jill's going to be lining up another very great contest. Yeah, it's going to be a Are big one. Are we going to say what it is? No, or, okay. we're not going to. It's all hush hush right you now. you got to follow dudes. us on Instagram so you'll know when right. the contest is dropping. And trust me, you're not going to want to miss it. It's really good. Back to regularly scheduled programming. Yes. Today we have a founder episode. Mm-hmm. And you know, I love our founder episodes. For the longtime listeners, you guys know that we started out doing exclusively founder episodes and we were a monthly back then. That was just over two years ago. Yeah. So, you know, we love founders, but with our listener survey and we've gotten so much feedback, we've continued to evolve and we have the damn goods now where we're like breaking down 
products and product reviews. reviews. And then we have glow downs where we're speaking to people like Makeup by Mario and Jacqueline Johnson. Patty Dubroff. Patty Dubroff. And then, you know, but our founder episodes will always be sort of our bread and butter. And today we have a very exciting brand story that we're going to share with you. We caught up with Christine Chang. She's the co-founder of Glow Recipe. And she co-founded Glow Recipe with Sarah Lee, um, who's back in New York. So you're going to be hearing from Christine about how she and Sarah went from working as interns at L'Oreal in the marketing department to starting their own e-tailer business where they curated the best in Korean skincare. That site was called glowrecipe.com. Now it is devoted to their own line of skincare called Glow Recipe that Mm -hmm. has absolutely exploded since it launched in 2017. Christine and Sarah, what makes them so special as founders is they are actually Korean themselves. So they really know what they're talking about when it comes to K-beauty. It's part and parcel of who they are and what's genius about them. And I think it's speaking to their marketing background as well as, you know, living and breathing K-beauty. They really managed to make K-beauty accessible with their Glow Recipe line. Like Mm -hmm. when you go into Sephora, it seems familiar enough. A lot of the K-beauty brands that maybe you and I were familiar with, they're a little bit they can be a bit intimidating if you didn't know what to do with them because they are so innovative yeah. and cool. And like, there's all this discovery around K-beauty, but not everybody was down for the homework sort of that was involved. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of the brands that were coming to North America were really big in Korea already, mm-hmm. but if you didn't know them and you were here, it was just like, what is this? And the packaging wasn't exactly enticing. Like you think about an Innisfree mm-hmm. or even like Laneige at first when it was coming out and yeah. it was just like the plain packaging. Or the Dr. Jart rubber mask. People are like, what? I put that on my face? Like it's just a little bit intimidating. And like Amore Pacific. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was hard to crack and understand what it was about. And I think with Glow Recipe, their packaging is just so fun. It really, I think, was more inspired by like all the fun, like dog sheet masks and all that kind of thing where there's a personality to it. Everything is like beautiful pastels that are made for Instagram. You've got those lavenders and the baby pink Mm -hmm. and mint greens. And it's just like, there's something really childlike to it, but then it's got actually pretty heavy hitting ingredients Skincare in it prowess too. for sure. Yeah. They just launched in Australia. They just launched in Germany mm-hmm. and it only started in early 2017. So, and you know, I think in it, because the line has blown up so much, their own skincare line, they actually recently kind of shuttered that retail component where they are curating all those other Korean brands. That's how they started out in 2015. Mm-hmm. And now they're just exclusively focusing on their own line. Mm-hmm. That's what you'll see now if you go to Glow recipe.com. And let's talk about the bestseller. Yeah. And I mean, like you mentioned, the packaging is really everything with this brand. So you guys have seen this on Instagram for sure. This is their watermelon glow sleeping mask. It's $59 Canadian, 45 US. Christine said to me, the inspiration for the glass jar for this product was actually a melted ice cube. It's that heavy weight of glass that gives you a sense of luxury. Yes. And there is something about it that feels kind of cooling. I don't know how, just because I think that heavy glass. Mm-hmm. And then when you open the jar, so we're looking at this beautiful like baby pink jar. Top shelf. And then they... you open it and it smells exactly like watermelon. Mm-hmm. So it's just, there's something, like I said, really childlike and, and magical about it. It reminds me of like back in the day when I was a kid and I'm dating myself, but it was the Holly Hobby electric bake oven. Mm-hmm. And it was so much like a grown up thing, but it was so cute and, and just like precious. And that's what this line line 
everything, like when I look at the pineapple serum that yeah. launched and it looks, the glass looks like a pineapple. Bright like it's yellow. just so adorable. Or the avocado sleeping mask. It's like light green and it looks exactly like an avocado with the divots on the side and everything. Exactly. Never seen anything like it, you know? So let's talk about some of the ingredients yeah. in the jar. So this product, the Watermelon Glow Sleeping Mask, is meant to be put on before bed. It's kind of a thick gel, watery cream. It has a bounce back to it when you touch it. Yeah. So you put on a thick layer on your face and it's definitely got hyaluronic acid in it, which we know is amazing at um, giving you deep hydration mm -hmm. and it's a humectant as well. So that's going to help with plumping. It also does have watermelon extract, which is rich in amino acids that helps with skin suppleness as well and texture. But I think the secret ingredient that kind of makes this unique because, you know, we've seen a lot of hyaluronic acid sleeping masks mm -hmm. on the market before is this one has AHAs in it as well. So yeah. it's gently going to exfoliate and refine the skin's texture. Yeah while you sleep. So you're going to wake up with more of a smoother look and refined pores. Yeah. And, but while you're getting that plumping and that nourishing hydrating effect, whereas I think a lot of sleeping masks that we're aiming to hydrate, we're just doing that. Yeah. And as an oily skin person, I really appreciate this as a sleeping mask because it has glycolic in it and it has lactic in it and your skin is really smooth in the morning. Mm -hmm. And personally, I'm not a huge fan of sleeping masks. Usually I'm just like, oh, they're sticky. Like I don't want to sleep with this on my face. I feel like it's sticking to my pillow. Yeah. This one doesn't do that. It absorbs. Yeah. I did notice like, my skin was brighter in the morning. And just an FYI little tip, because it does have glycolic and lactic acid, does make you more sun sensitive. Yeah. So definitely wear your SPF the day after. And you can use this a couple times a week. Yeah. Um, or you can just use it as a wash off mask yeah. too. Absolutely. So People love this mask so much mm -hmm. that one is sold every three minutes in over 33 countries around the world. Usually it takes like 20 years for a product on the market to yeah. get those kinds of stats. It's so true. And they've only been around for two years. So think about that. <laughs> it's, it's kind of bonkers. It's sold out more than seven times at Sephora. Mm -hmm. It's commanded a 7,000 person wait list. But I'm going to tell you something. Mm -hmm. There's a product, a spinoff of this that I actually like better. Okay. Some of our listeners might disagree. I actually don't have it here because I used the last one, but it was the Watermelon Glow Jelly Sheet Mask. Oh, that one is so cute. Yeah. So it's 10 bucks for one mask, which is a little bit of an indulgence, but yeah, just got to start with the packaging. <laughs> it, it It's in a package that's triangle shaped. Mm -hmm. It looks exactly like a slice of watermelon and then you peel it off and inside it's a jelly mask. It really feels like a very thin jello that you're yeah. putting on your face. And some people, I read the reviews and some people aren't so into it because they say that they've struggled to get you know, little slippery little suckers. They're slippery little <laughs> suckers. They really are. And one person in the reviews described it as putting wet baloney on yep. your face. I feel like that about every sheet mask. I thought but. it was hilarious <laughs> like it reminded me of that scene in the breakfast club where like Ali Sheedy this is again like <laughs> dating myself she pulls the bologna out of her sandwich yeah. and whips it behind her and it lands on the sculpture best scene ever anyway but yeah I put it on my face it does not have the AHAs that the sleep mask has right. so it's strictly about hyaluronic acid and that you know that plumping but I'm telling you put this thing in your fridge and then put it on yeah it's so cooling and refreshing I put it on on a super hot day this summer 
summer. I sprayed that watermelon mist on after yeah. and I just like went in my backyard, chilled out, had a couple of people over for a barbecue, did not even put on makeup. I was like, I don't care. I'm feeling glowy and good. Yeah. I just love the name of this brand too. It's so smart. Yeah. It's all about that glow. If we didn't mm-hmm. say that already, mm-hmm. the whole entire line mm-hmm. is designed to give you that like dumpling glow. Yeah. But everything's kind of food inspired as well. And earlier this year, the ladies behind Glow Recipe launched a budget line called Sweet Chef, which is also inspired by food. Mm-hmm. And so it's available at Target. Everything is about a third of the prices. And this month, actually, just in the past week, they came out with the first follow up product since mm-hmm. that launch, which I think was in January. Right. So there's a mist, this ginger kombucha chill mist, mm-hmm. and then a superfood moisturizer that has like beet in it and kale. kale. And so these are no frills packaging. So we're going to start our interview with Christine telling us about life growing up between Korea, the US and even Australia. She was already jet setting as a kid. And make sure you stay tuned until the very end when Christine's going to give us her personal tips on how to glow like a glow recipe pro. I was actually born in Korea. Then I came over to Louisiana because my dad was doing his grad studies at LSU. It was a really great childhood, but Louisiana is also very different Mm -hmm. in terms of at the time, like if I had asked any of my friends if they knew where Korea was, no one would have been able to tell me what that was. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward for middle school, I actually went back to Korea. So that was a couple years of real transition, getting used to a new culture, getting used to a new language. I wasn't that great at Korean. So really learned a lot while I was there and made some lifelong friends. And then for high school, I told my parents I wanted to study abroad. So they were like, let us send you to a really strict girls' school taught by nuns (laughs) (laughs) in a small town in Australia. So I went Be careful what you wish for. (laughs) The first night I was calling my mother, I was like, "Um, are you you sure? And she's like, I already put down the deposit. See ya. (laughs) The first time I went to a bathhouse in Korea was with my mother and grandmother. And that's really where my beauty ritual started because it was a weekend ritual. We would go just as a matter of fact every Saturday And my grandmother would insist on bringing an entire basket of like milks and juices and teas. And I was always like, why are you keeping the milk when it's spoiled in the fridge? It's because she wanted to splash it on her body in the bathhouse. Oh, really? To do what? Because milk has lactic acid in it. Mm -hmm. It actually retexturizes and softens the skin. Mm -hmm. It doesn't smell great, especially the spoiled variety (laughs) that she wanted to use because it was more thrifty than using fresh milk. But either that or steeping this bowl of green tea and then splashing that on the skin. So my beauty education really began there. That's so cool. And it was a real mother to daughter kind of tradition. I would learn all of this from them. And they also did a lot of DIY beauty at home. So mixing different powders like... I think it's called Jobs Tears. It's a powder that a lot of um, Korean people love to consume for breakfast, but they would mix that with a little bit of yogurt, a little bit of honey, some green tea, and just slather that all over their face. And so how about with your daughter now? Do you go to Korean bathhouses together or do you show her, do you mask together? (laughs) So she hasn't really masked yet. I do. How old is she now? She's seven. Okay. So I, she loves the smell of the watermelon mask and she wants to try it, but it has AHAs in it. So I haven't given her that. She has put on pink juice before though, which is our moisturizer. 
and she loves it. She like pats her face like I do. It's a whole experience. Baby glow recipe line. Let's go. <laughs> Next plan. Tell us how you ended up working at L'Oreal in Korea, was it? Yes. Yeah, so came back to the States for college, had an amazing four years at WashU in St. Louis, and then realized that I was still a Korean citizen at the time. And I realized that marketing jobs that gave visa sponsorship were far and few between. So I took my first job in L'Oreal in Korea. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually so, so glad that things happened the way they did. And it's always that hindsight where you look back and it was meant to be this way. But I was entering Korea at a time where the beauty market was exploding. So there were so many new brands in the market. There was so much competition. And just studying Korean women's beauty practices, which we did a lot, there was a lot of focus groups run in Korea specifically, was fascinating. Already, I think at the time, um, on average, other cultures or countries were using maybe one to two products, maybe three at most, sometimes cleansing their face. We would regularly run these surveys and we would see that Korean women were using six to eight to 10 products Mm -hmm. at any given time. And the penetration of, for example, serum usage was ultra high. So it just spoke to a really advanced customer and an advanced customer is very demanding. So the market was constantly innovating to keep up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where you met your co-founder? Yes. Tell us about that. So Sarah was working at another brand at the time. Um, and we have this intern program at L'Oreal Korea. It no longer exists actually, but it had a really intense interview process where they would take you, once you've gotten through a few rounds, they would, as a final round, take you to this mountain kind of retreat and give you a project at 9 p.m. and say, okay, so see you for presentations at 9 a.m. Wow. Which basically means beauty don't boot camp. leave. It's beauty boot camp. I had a blast, but we, we got, I think I got maybe 30 minutes of sleep on a couch because we were just banging out that presentation all night. Right. I can see why this would be not allowed now. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly enjoyed it. I thought it like kind of in a way, like the people who enjoy this are yeah. the right profile for that company. Yes. Honestly, truth. It's true. Yeah. yeah. And any, so anyone who's gone through that becomes like an intern. Mm-hmm. And so all the interns were so close because that's a true bonding experience. (laughs) Um, Almost like an initiation. So we were very close from the beginning. She had worked there for six months at the time. I had just joined as an intern. So our friendship stretches back over a decade. Mm -hmm. Wow. What was your title when you left to L'Oreal Korea? It was senior manager. Okay. When you moved to New York and started working at L'Oreal, your role was? So I had to start as a temp because I did a quick detour, if you will, at Columbia studying Korean literature. And I was so passionate about translating literature. I love that whole juxtaposition of how do I bring one culture into another? So I guess it kind of started from there. But I was away from the workforce for two years doing this master's. So when I came back to L'Oreal, knocked on its door, I still had some relationships from my past tenure there. Mm -hmm. They were willing to give me a chance, but it was first as a hourly position. Wow. I proved myself, really worked around the clock to make it happen, and then became an intern, and then eventually started again as a manager. But were you were you upset a little bit just to be like, wait, I was a senior manager. <laughs> I just got my now master's. I'm a, now I'm an intern. <laughs> it wasn't the easiest, honestly, because your pride gets hurt when you had a certain title and you don't have it anymore. But- Once again, it kind of 
helped me strip away all of that from what the essence was, which was I loved being in beauty. Mm -hmm. So it was okay. I would work harder. I would put in more hours if I needed to. I'd be more passionate and work at a level well behind the title I was given so that people would know I would be ready for that next role. Mm -hmm. So I actually advanced through the ranks fairly quickly. I was very grateful to the company for that. And by the time I left L'Oreal in 2014, I was AVP, um, heading up the skincare category at Kiehl's. Mm -hmm. And so you and Sarah cross paths again, right? Yes. So somehow our trajectories are always just running in parallel. She came over to New York in 2008, the same time I came over to do my master's. Um, and we kept in touch, of course. And when I joined L'Oreal, we got even closer because it's just we were both in such unique positions, having started our careers in Korea, working in New York as expats and just experiencing that together was mm -hmm. really meaningful. So we had those sheet masking and wine sessions very often. Yeah. It was a good way to de-stress. Um, we were both beauty junkies and loved sheet masking. And then we realized as we were chatting that we were both working on Korea-driven innovations. I was working on an essence texture at the time, working with a sheet mask manufacturer. She was doing the same on her end for cushion compacts and different innovations. So it felt like a sign. And was it just obvious to you, like, this is this is the white space in the market? Like, this is where we should go? This is the future? Or yes. Because the K-beauty brands that we were seeing being brought over, some of them were great, mm -hmm. but the storytelling wasn't really there. Mm -hmm. Neither was the content or education. So people would still tell us, oh, I've heard about this K-beauty trend. It sounds great, but I can't do 10 to 15 steps. But that's mm -hmm. the last thing about K-beauty that's really important. First of all, it's not 10 to 15 steps. Korean women are not sitting at their vanity counting the number of steps um, to get to some imaginary ideal. It's just more what we felt needed to be brought over was that holistic approach to skincare where you're listening to your skin, where you have this skincare wardrobe of different products and you're picking and choosing and customizing your routine and enjoying that process. That's K-Beauty. Yeah. So where does that come from? It's really from the customer. The customer is driving it. She's demanding it or he's demanding it, <laughs> which makes sense because Korea is, I think, like 25% of the global men's beauty market, which is crazy considering wow. the size of the market, the mm -hmm. country. It's yeah. all the BTS guys just I guess it is. <laughs> it's actually not that big a deal for a guy to wear a BB cream and like have makeup on for an interview and every guy I know at least uses a standalone sunscreen. There's a mm -hmm. lot of real sophistication there. But going back to that customer, because the customer is so willing to try new things, once an innovation is out, it spreads like wildfire. So we were seeing, okay, we went back one summer and there was this huge exfoliator that looked like a jumbo size cotton swab. And then suddenly they were everywhere and all the women were using it and you were seeing it on YouTube. Mm. And people were willing to give it a try, even though it looked like a giant Q-tip and it was confusing Yeah, um, because they were seeing results. And then once that exfoliation trend kicked off, then you would see other types of sheet masks and you'd see two-step, three-step sheet masks. There was so much creativity and innovation mm -hmm. around technologies, but also concepts. Yeah. Who 
would be some great YouTubers that we could follow? Who do you have your eye on in who are Korean influencers that we could just, you know, use a translator and find <laughs> out like what's the buzziest and the latest? What's the new Q-tip exfoliator? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who are these girls? So I love Joan Keem. Um, it's spelled K-E-E-M. Okay. She has some really great videos on like affordable skincare, what's out there in the market. Director Pie is another one. She used to be the beauty director of, I believe it was Elle. Okay. Very well respected in the industry and then started her own YouTube and it's very scientific, breaks things down a lot. Amazing. It's very informative. And so part of your journey definitely included Shark Tank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How big of a deal was that? Because I understand that in the end, so did you end up taking a deal? And what, you know, would Glow Recipe be what it is today without Shark Tank? So people are still surprised to hear that we're independently funded, that we haven't taken outside capital because I think everyone assumes we got capital from Shark Tank. So we did shake hands on the show and we did want to move forward. But during that process, we were after initially saying yes on the show, we were discovering that, you know, there were some kind of differences in terms of how we wanted to partner. So we Mm -hmm. amicably parted ways afterwards, but the show still aired. It was first week of December in 2015. I will never forget that day because I saw our site traffic spike up like vertically. Just the exposure, right? The exposure was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. The site crashed. Mm-hmm. And we all headed down to our Brooklyn warehouse and packed nonstop in the cold. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was such a great memory. And to your earlier question, Glow Recipe would not be where it is without Shark Tank. Shark Tank was a game changer for us yeah, okay. in terms of awareness. It really widened our customer demographic. And so we were getting emails from all over the country, mm-hmm. people interested in K-beauty, wanting to know more about routines. It was life-changing. Yeah. For Amazing. What was the number one bestseller on your site? At the time, it was a product that we introduced on um, Shark Tank, actually, the Tundra Shaka Press Serum, which has mushrooms in it. And it was one of the first formulas I saw in the U.S. market that had mushrooms or Chaga mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And because it was a serum and a moisturizer hybrid and this kind of custard-like texture, I think the U.S. customer really responded to that because it was so easy to use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was the brand? Can you oh, say? it was from Blythe. Blythe. Okay. There's so much Chaga now. There is. Chaga, I'm chaga seeing chaga it everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> it, I know. All right. We know the importance of taking a self-care break. So let's take a break right now to talk about another way to wind down by listening to audiobooks brought to you by Audible. Carlene, you know my personal library is stocked for summer. I'm revisiting favorites like Michelle Obama. Oh, here we go. Becoming again. (laughs) And Marion Keys, the break because audiobooks never expire on Audible. So cool. Are you listening to anything new in your library this summer? I am. Right now I'm listening to Normal People by author Sally Rooney. And get this, it's narrated by the same person who narrated Marion Key's The Break. Wow. Aoife McMahon is her name. Okay. Aoife, is she, what is she? Irish. Okay. And both of those authors happen to be Irish. So you get the lilt and the rhythm of the words. I love it. Okay. So it's a 360 experience Totally. Here. I, do you speed it up when you listen though? It's no. like you do with podcasts. No. I got to <laughs> hang off every single word. So let's remind everybody what they get with an Audible membership. So Audible members get a credit every month that's good for any audiobook and they get two audible originals. 
On top of that, members get access to audio guided fitness and meditation programs. And that's great for me because as you know, I just started the neighborhood boot camp down the road, but it's only two days a week. So if I want to keep it up, I can just throw on my headphones, head in the basement and like squat to the app. That's so smart. Right now, Audible has a mega deal. They are right on the heels of Amazon Prime Day. Please tell me you didn't sleep on the Prime Day deals, Carly. Oh no, so many birthday presents are en route right now. Audible is offering Amazon Prime members a special from now all the way until July 31st. If you don't already have an Audible membership, you can start now and save 66% on your first three months. That's a total of $30 off. And I can think of so many serums you can buy with that money. Absolutely. You'll pay just $4.95 per month for the first three months. After that, it's going to be $14.95 a month. All right. So if you want to get in on this Audible Prime Day deal that's good until July 31st, visit audible.com slash beauty. That's audible.com slash beauty to get started today. Now back to today's episode. So 2017, you launched Glow Recipe, your own in-house brand. It went into Sephora and just blew the roof off of Sephora, right? <laughs> yes. How, were you surprised by that? We actually were. I mean, we were confident in our formula and we loved our product because we had put so much passion into it. It was so many submissions, I can't even count, to get to that formula that we were all happy with and gave that post-facial result that kind of mm -hmm. mimicked what a Korean facial would do for the skin. Mm -hmm. But when we saw it sell out seven times and have a wait list of several thousand people, that was beyond anything we had imagined. And when we realized this could really, really be something, and it just motivated us so much to pour more effort into R&D and formula development. And why the sleeping mask out of the gate? That's an interesting choice to launch into the market. Yeah, the so sleeping mask format at the time wasn't as prevalent, but what we were trying to do was harness the best of both worlds. So harness that K-beauty technology of this amazing ingredient that our grandmothers used to use on us when we were little, a great ingredient in Which terms was what, the watermelon? The watermelon, yes. What did they do? Put real watermelon yeah, in Yeah, she used face? to rub the rind on our skin when we oh, had heat rind. rash in the summers. And the heat rash would be gone like instantly overnight. Hmm. It was kind of this miracle ingredient and we could never figure out why until later when we studied the ingredient realized it has so many amino acids and all these great skin beneficial properties. But leveraging that and then... Also, the technology of this post-facial result, once again, which Korean facials achieve by combining hydrating ingredients and exfoliating ingredients all into one facial. Mm. So that was really the inspiration. But in a format that was very easy to use and could do all the heavy lifting for you overnight. So it was, in a way, almost perversely, trying to negate that misconception of 10 to 15 steps by saying... You can cleanse your face mm -hmm. and then you can go straight to the sleeping mask, slather it on, and then wake up to different skin by morning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that duality really resonated. The jar is actually supposed to look like a piece of melted ice mm -hmm. because that's kind of how the, our grandmothers used the fruit on us, like a alternate ice, if you will. But the best way was actually when I saw a customer using the jar to hold her Q-tips. So I've seen this mm -hmm. for diptyque candles, you know, on the, on the gram. But it was just so beautifully done where she had arranged her jars on her shelfie and this glass jar was standing there empty, clean, but with Q-tips and a little nail file in there. And we love the upcycling story because that's why we made the jar glass. Mm -hmm. It's 20% recycled glass. It's 100% recyclable. And it's part of 
what we are planning for our sustainability charter mm -hmm. um, as we roll out more products. So we need to ask you about skin tips. Um, so we've heard about double cleansing, but I heard you talk about double serum. Yeah. And what does that mean to you? So double seruming is part of that philosophy where you are cocktailing your skincare wardrobe to suit you. Um, once again, I don't, I think that people for too long have been boxed into you're oily, you're acne prone, you're dry. So you must use this step routine, one, two, three, four, five, but it's not that simple. So once you're really empowered to sit in your vanity or your, your bathroom and you're looking at your skincare wardrobe and you feel a little dehydrated or you feel like you're a little dull and then you cocktail those serums with one with vitamin C and one with hyaluronic acid mm -hmm. and you mix those two together to get that result you want, that's double seruming. Okay. And how mm. do you put them on? One on top of the other? What do you do? I like to mix them in my palm and okay. then apply it all over my face. But you can do one on top of an mm -hmm. another. I would just recommend you use the thinner texture first and then the thicker texture after. Okay. And right. you don't like using a face towel. Is that true? Yeah. So <laughs> I've been on a big ditch the towel campaign. <laughs> and it's so funny. My mom taught me this. I haven't used a towel in years. Saves on the laundry, which is great. But it's really about, you know, your towel hanging in the bathroom in very close proximity to your toilet, mm. meaning that with, you know, flushing, there's a spray radius if you sometimes don't keep the cover down. Um, and that could contaminate your towel. And then you're... I've heard about this in toothbrushes, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, so you want to keep your toothbrush outside of what they call the splash radius. That mm -hmm. makes me cringe. But <laughs> also your towel. So if that's not possible, which especially is not possible in a very small New York bathroom, mm. you just pat it dry instead of using a towel. And it's just a no-brainer in the sense that... And you, you just, just let it air patting. dry. Not even air dry because you're patting. So the okay. patting action actually manually dries it faster. Mm. So it takes maybe 15 seconds more of your time. But at the same time, because it's driving that water in, your skin is very damp and plump and mm -hmm. bouncy. Okay, I'm trying that. I'm going to try that. Um, <laughs> it's really great for especially dehydrated skin types. Do you have any other hidden gems? Because I noticed on your Instagram that you have your own hashtag, Christine's Skin Tips. Christine Glow Tips. Christine yes. Glow Tips is the hashtag. What's another, <laughs> give us another uh, little secret. That blows people's minds. Yeah. <laughs> so Seven Skin Method has been around for a while, mm -hmm. but you can Seven Skin with a mist. And I actually find it easier because Wait, what are you saying? So seven fat. skin? Seven skin method. So it's okay. when you apply your toner seven times in a row. Oh. Okay. And the reasoning behind this is that liquid treatments do penetrate the skin deeper and faster because it just drops through the skin layers. And then you have your serum, which drops through, but not as much as a liquid or an essence. Mm -hmm. And then you have your moisturizer, which is the emollient that kind of sits and seals everything in. Mm -hmm. So when your skin is very dehydrated, which even with the oiliest skin types, it can be possible to have dehydrated skin. It, your skin just ends up drinking this water that you're patting into it via a toner or a mist. Mm -hmm. And it's also not that wasteful because you just do a few drops, then pat, few drops, then pat. Mm -hmm. With a mist, it's spritz, then pat, spritz, then pat. 
And then as you're patting, you'll see your kind of skin plump up with hydration and you'll Mm -hmm. get that bounce. Yeah. Like your skin right now looks like there's a spring inside of it. You have like so much There's no way that you flew this morning. (laughs) I don't believe it. Thank you for the best compliment ever. I missed it heavily on the car ride over. But I feel like that padding is also helping too manually, right? You're getting that little bit of circulation mm-hmm. and yes. you know massage or whatnot exactly right? and it do, it is little spanking to... never hurt anybody <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's actually proven to show that it drives the product in more efficiently as well so you're not you know sitting around waiting for your skincare right. to absorb you're just patting it in right mm-hmm. what's your exfoliation routine so I don't actually do a manual exfoliator mm-hmm. I don't really love grains or seeds or crushed anything I feel like a lot of times, unless you really, really micronize the seeds, they can have jagged edges, which yeah. can then cause micro tears. So I've been more leaning on chemical exfoliators like an AHA or a PHA or even a BHA. So normally I use a watermelon mask up to three to four times a week. So I don't really exfoliate heavily on top of that mm-hmm. other, other than maybe once a month. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing is you don't ever lean over your bedside table, grab a wipe, just give it a wipe and go right to sleep. Oh <laughs> uh, no. My goodness. Yeah. That is that like sacrilege? Out. So like, even if you get into your hotel at four o'clock in the morning or like it's been a long travel day I or something, washing. what do you yeah. do before you go on a flight? Oh, I wash too in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, and then I missed to keep my skin damp until I'm on this flight. And then I'm sheet masking or masking. Do you, put, do you put Vaseline in your nostrils? No. I've heard that pros. Oh my God. No, I've heard that pros mm-hmm. do that because it blocks the all the germs that are floating around the airplane from going into mm-hmm. your nose. Oh my my goodness. friend's mom does this yes. and she swears that she's never yeah. ever gotten sick on a plane mm-hmm. because of it. And then I read it recently. Yeah, somewhere. they use That's it. You put you dip a Q-tip into Vaseline and line the inside of your nose. And especially on, on long flights. I've done it when I was not, when I thought I was going to get a cold and it, it seemed to work, but I was already like on my way yeah. there to get a cold listeners tell us yeah do you do it? does it work I little actually, travel hack my travel hack is never to touch any membrane and what that means is yeah. i never touch my eyes my mm. nose mm-hmm. or the inside of my mouth so anywhere that has soft tissue mm-hmm. because yes. that's how you get sick i agree with you and i'm guilty of touching my eyes because i think that doesn't count as your yes you know what i mean but i agree i think that it goes through very your true. eyes very true so let's switch gears a bit i know you've been asked about this a lot about starting a business yeah with a really good friend. We have interviewed a lot of entrepreneurs now and a few of them have said that they started earlier businesses with a friend and it didn't work out Mm -hmm. and, you know, they've had some regrets or whatnot. So what's the secret to you guys working through any like conflicts or whatnot to maintain your friendship today? So it's really like a marriage. So when you first, you know, come together, there's going to be a little bit of rockiness because you guys are adjusting to each other's personalities mm-hmm. in a very different environment that involves a lot of high stress, financial implications, and working that out takes time. But as with any good marriage, which I keep comparing it to, <laughs> it's a lot of communication, a lot of open dialogue, and having the same goals. Mm-hmm. Because we knew that our values, our work ethic, and our ultimate goals are the same the journey there, it's okay because we know we're going to the same place. I think that really, really helps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what would be your advice to any beauty entrepreneur who's looking to get something going these days? So first, have a differentiated point of view because beauty is so saturated now with Mm -hmm. new launches and 
new innovations in every category imaginable, which is great because ultimately that gives the customer more choices. But I think there's also a lot of confusion. And a lot of that comes from the fact that some of these launches, I think, are more inspired by other brands or what's trending versus what's really differentiated and delivering value to the customer. Mm -hmm. And without that point of difference, it's going to be really hard to take take off in, yeah. a, in a way in a really meaningful way the second point would be to I get this question a lot do I start a business do I really just go all in do I keep my day job and my advice is usually to just go all in because once you have your passion you know your idea and you know it's going to work if you don't throw your hat over the fence and like just go for it you're not going to clamber over the fence to go get it Okay, so we're going to move on to the fun part now. So it's a bit of a rapid fire session. Sure. So when you go to Korea now, what's the one skincare item you always stock up on? So the last thing I purchased was actually a barrier cream. Okay. Which one? Uh, it was from Autopom, which is this dermatology brand. And I actually use it on my daughter, oh, not for myself. Okay. Uh, what song is always on your playlist? That, what is that song from Little Nas X? Oh, uh, Old Town Road? Old Town yeah. Road. <laughs> Amazing. That's going. That's playing on our house like every day. Every day. Every um, Uber. Totally. Uh, what's your ride or die sunscreen? Right now, I am testing a formula that I really, really love. But other than that, um, Make Prem Blu Ray Sun Gel. Mm, don't know that one. Wait a minute. You're testing what? Go back. <laughs> Some formulation. Okay, that are lab samples potentially. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> what? Okay. Um, three beauty musts that are in your bag right now. Ooh, so the a lip balm. What, what I, are you wearing right now? You're wearing this gorgeous hot pink. It goes with your dress. Uh, I love everything you. that's happening. What is it? It's actually YSL mixed with another lip balm okay. that has a little bit of tint in it. Mm, customization. I love customization it. Customization in every form. <laughs> Any other makeup? Um, and then I always have a sheet mask in my bag because I love to sheet mask on the road. I sometimes sheet mask in Ubers. And then a sunscreen because I reapply every two hours. What's the best Korean food joint in New York? Oh my God. So there's this new restaurant called On, O-N, and it's this fusion Korean, um, I don't know what the inspirations are actually. It's just very, very unique. There's a lot of hot pots, really beautiful. Okay. Yum. Adding it to the list. <laughs> and last question, what is something you hope to hand down to your daughter someday, an item or a lesson? Ooh, so when I first got married, my husband gave me this charm bracelet. And every time there's been a major life milestone, he's bought me an additional charm to add to it. So I have one for when we got married. I have one when I had my daughter with her initials. And I have one when we started the business and just different little life moments. And I want to give her that charm bracelet later. So it's like add a watermelon to it, add a pineapple, <laughs> add, add an avocado. What else are we going to add on there? This is going in the merch store. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Visit breakingbeautypodcast.com for details on all the damn good products we talked about in today's episode. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter. That way you'll get every episode delivered right to your inbox. You won't miss a single thing. Or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast fix. And please show us some love by rating us or reviewing us in iTunes. See you next time. Like a